This is Jam DeMatteis, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 192, and you are with your high of country, Ray. Hello, hello. And have a very, another cool show for you today, tonight. Uh, spanning time zones yet again, uh, I've got a very special guest host, a Petruni, a comic book creator, a writer, um, a Looney himself, uh, Daniel Doing, how are you going, Daniel? Welcome to the show. Hello and greetings to you, High Priest of Confu. <laughs> yes, and I, again, I, I should have opened with something like that. Daniel, you're very good with the formal Confu greetings. Um, it cannot be surpassed. But no, a big welcome, Daniel. And uh, for this idle chat, which will start off the week of ITK episodes, we are going to look at Moon Knight in crossover events. So this should be a fun chat. Uh, Daniel and I, we, we've got a list in front of us, uh, and it basically will go through literally what the title says, what it says on the tin, Moon Knight in, in crossover events. So uh, I'll go through some of it. Some of it I didn't include because they're more like uh, special oh. special events in themselves, not, not exactly crossover events. Um, so we're, we're kind of focusing in, focusing in on... Uh, Moon Knight spanning over to, to other titles for a big event, that sort of thing. Um, before we kick off, as usual, a big thank you to the likes of Daniel and the Patronis out there. A huge thank you to you guys. Um, just uh, I just am always flummoxed by um, your gracious support. So a big thank you to all the listed co-producers and executive producers uh, on in our show notes as well for our show. Uh, you two can become one if you check out the Patreon page too. So a big thank you to uh, the likes of Daniel, uh, to Justin, Derek, Wayne, Jordan, Josh, James, Russell, and Anthony. And I want to say then uh, a little a little chuck there myself because uh, loonies, we are, we are video live. So uh, if you want to become a Patreon member, you two can access the video version uh, and the uncut version of these episodes. So um, I've got a Daniel here in the wee hours of the morning, and Daniel's got me in the latter part of the evening. It's uh, polar opposites, but, you know, we come somehow make it mix, uh, make it work out by coming together. Um, I also want to thank some uh, some big sponsors as well, and uh, fortuitously have one of them here as well. So uh, Fringe Night, <laughs> Daniel's looking around. <laughs> Fringe Night by Daniel Doing. It's an original indie comic uh, comic book based in. Now I had to ask another loony: Is it eerie or airy? Is it eerie? It is eerie. I thought so. I originally thought so, but I, I just thought that, that that's too good to be true. I can't be like, you know. Uh, so yeah, eerie Pennsylvania, uh, their very own mysterious superhero. Also, a big thank you to Hello Headphones, empowering gamers to play at their best. And of course, Dreamland Comics from Illinois, the superhero superstore. So thank you one and all. Uh, Daniel, so here we are. This is very cool. We've had a chat before. We actually had a chat on one of your Instagram um video video shows that was where i first really get to 
really get to chat with you, I guess, face to face. Um, but that was so much fun. So uh, always uh, w- was wanting to have you on the show um, in any regards. But yeah, very glad to have you on. Oh, shucks. You're going to make me blush here. Come on now. <laughs> um, look, I'm just going to get straight into it. Before we get into the, the big idle chat, I mean, while we have you here, I mean, I might as well strike while the iron's hot. Fringe night, Daniel. Now, um, I can't do it justice with the, the meager ad that I, I produce for it, but uh, for the loony listeners out there who may want to know more about this uh, original uh, creation, um, yeah, how would you best describe Fringe Night? Really, I would describe it as being written by somebody who has literally read comics their whole life and went, what can I do that people haven't seen? Mm-hmm. In in a world full of reboots and renumberings, Fringe Night is the one that goes, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, renumberings are, oh my gosh, may I say, just a little bit a little bit wearisome. So that's, that's really refreshing to hear. Um, and, and it's, uh, it's, I guess you'd say it's supernatural based. It, it's, a um, a sort of a, a tome or, a um, artifact that, uh, that, that the fringe knight finds and, and he takes on the mantle and he serves the, um, uh, what was it again? There was a, there's like a, a zombified, uh, he's got a, an, an accomplice and he, <laughs> and, uh, yes. Arcanum, uh, Yes, in the Arcanum Laboratorium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Quick, quick little, quick little uh, blurb for you there. You know, while I'm tooting my own horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, friend, you know, the Fringe Knight uh, is a young man who lives, and in, in, this is an actual city um, in called Erie, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, it's called that because it's right on the coast of Lake Erie, okay. which is one of the, the Great Lakes. Right. And it's also considered like the most haunted lake because it has like the most like sunken ships out of all the five lakes. Mm, right. So a lot of ghostly apparitions, a lot of specters, that sort of thing. And and I guess this is the sort of realm that the Fringe Knight. Um, I mean, but we, we've kind of bantered back and forth online, and um, you've expanded, I guess, what uh, is encapsulated in that universe. But I guess predominantly. We're talking about supernatural sort of stuff. Um, uh, oh yeah, we got everything from werewolf biker gangs to vampire drug lords to goblins running telemarketing schemes. <laughs> Fantastic! Um, all of this is uh, is uh, indie, self published as well. So, um, but we will loonies if you are interested. Uh, there, there is a Facebook. Um, page is there not a Patreon page, and there's also uh, access via Indie Planet. Um, dot com. So uh, we'll get all the links there for, for the the current run of, of Fringe Night. You're working on issue four, I believe. It's yes, I'm going to be uh, publishing issue four around mid March. Okay, okay, oh, okay. It's just around the corner. So <laughs> yes, so yeah. give me your money. Just give me all your money. <laughs> well, we'll certainly give it a plug as well. Just um in the lead up and and in the uh, the release of. Of Fringe Night issue four, but a very cool stuff indeed, Daniel. Um, yeah, so more details, as I said, in the show notes as well, and a bit later on in the show. Uh, all right, well, Daniel, let's get into. Like, we are looking at Moon Knight in crossover events. So, as I mentioned 
going to be looking at uh, basically the events uh, that span across various titles um, and may or may not have had core books as well to kind of encapsulate this this crossover event. So like I said, there were other events that Moon Knight were, was party to. He may have been a guest in, actual, in an actual title or there may have been an actual event, I'm thinking, say, Marvel Zombies, which I didn't include because it's not really like a crossover. That's like an event in itself, if you know what I mean. So Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I've got a list here. By no means, Loonies, is this a definitive. I um, You know, you can take it as you will. I did pick and choose bits here. But um, I asked you as well, Daniel, uh, familiar with most of them. I, I, I assume you, you are. Um, I am familiar with most of them. Um, the one at the beginning, I'm not so familiar with. So I'm not sure. And this could actually be maybe not... not um, appropriate for a crossover event because i think it was a title in itself but i've included it anyway so the first one was contest of champions so moon knight was um, part of this as was the rest of the marvel universe um you know duking it out there have you have you read this this one daniel or i read a few of the single issues i never got to read the entire trade of it though Mm -hmm. but um it it definitely uh piqued my curiosity because i was like ooh large marvel event it's got to have moon knight mm. yeah yeah no for sure i am um, you know in all honesty i i didn't actually haven't read the original contest of champions um i read the the more the more recent al ewing contest of champions so um, um i'm not sure if you read that one as well it didn't really have moon knight in it so i'm kind of really skirting around the issue here uh but it was it was a fun tale in any case um i got into it through um falling in love briefly with the uh the smart device game contest of champions basically having the 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 heroes and or villains fighting against each other i thought that was really fun i invested a lot of hours into that thankfully i didn't invest a lot of money <laughs> um, yeah yeah did you, I got did most you... Of <laughs> oh you did did you did you get that yeah. naturally or did you have to pay did you buy it i i paid for one okay. trunk Okay. And I lucked out, and I actually got his armored costume and his Mister Knight costume. Oh, Mister Knight costume—that would have been all right. Yeah, I've only seen. I, I mean, I dropped off it a while ago. I um, I only recall the the more Declan Shelby costume, the the Black Hooded one. That was pretty cool as well. Like you know, he threw the crescent darts. He had the bow staff, that sort of stuff. Um, so anyway. I mean to try and tie to try and and meekly tie it back to the contest of champions, the comic book series. Um, Moon Knight is featured in the original contest of champions, um, but yeah, um, I, I guess it's safe to say he, he probably didn't have that much of a a big part in it. Um, no, I don't remember him having like a large part in it because it mostly focused on like the the big characters. Yeah, at yeah. the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, the next one uh, is a fond favourite of mine anyway. It, we're looking at Acts of Vengeance. So this was a, a big event uh, in the late 80s, early 90s, something like that. Um, and this was one of the examples where I guess there wasn't any like core book, so to speak. Um, it literally went through all, most, actually not most, yeah, most of the titles around there at the moment. Um, but there were little stories within that um particularly um 
let me let me get this right. There were some books like the Fantastic Four and stuff, which which carried on the main stories of um of the the villains like Doctor Doom and Red Skull and uh, Mandarin, uh, getting all together and Loki kind of for those that are familiar with it, um, these villains band together and they think, well, let's um let's pit the heroes against different villains that they've never faced before. Uh, we've got more of a chance of winning because you know. Um, track record is is not Which that really it's kind of brilliant if the, it is scary how brilliant it is it is it's very cool um so that was one of the first kind of big events for me for marvel moon knight has his time in the sun it's in mark specter moon knight um it is uh with alongside uh the punisher and uh, lo and behold i believe it's written by uh by chuck dixon so he he had a big investment in the punisher um I'm going to go out on a limb and say Sal Voluto did the art because I know he did early Mark Spector Moon Knight. Um, could have been him. Uh, because I was actually just reading that. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Mm. And uh, the the villains that Moon Knight go up against that he hasn't fought before are Flag Smasher and uh, Ultimatum, which is a like a, a terrorist group. Yeah, like anti-UN, yeah. uh, like, gov- like terrorist organization yeah yeah it's pretty funny if you think about the world nowadays now how they are like pretty much predicting the future (laughs) yeah i know isn't it you just got to give it a bit of time and and fiction becomes fact you know we'll go close to it so um yeah but uh so what do you what did you think um so you've read it more, more recently what did you make of these these issues with moon knight um um because, like, I read it back when I was younger, and then, you know, reading it then and now reading it now, I find I'm seeing a lot more little nuanced details. Like, you know, the older I get, I'm like, oh, hey, there's that. Because mm-hmm. um, also in the Punisher run from that time, they make mention of how he took down Flag Smasher with Moon Knight and how Moon Knight was going off to find, uh, you know, the Midnight Kid. Mm, yeah. I uh, like to call him. Yeah, yes. Um, Jeff Wild, um, very, I don't know, uh, it might be polarizing that character for a lot of Moon Knight fans, but he was the would be sidekick um, for, for Moon Knight. Um, turned out to be a little bit crazy himself, uh, and, and certainly made a big impact on, um, on uh, Round Robin, the sidekick's revenge in The Amazing Spider Man, big feature there. But um, yeah, I think with that. With that series as well, uh, Moon Knight, and there are a few others, uh, Acts of Vengeance-related uh, titles, I guess they were more like companion pieces where they were less tied to the main story, um, but they were just connected in the fact that um, someone like the Red Skull or Doctor Doom has deployed uh, these um, uh, these villains to fight to fight Moon Knight, um, and also incidentally as well, Daniel. I think later on, one of uh, the fan favorites, uh, Killer Shrike, a mutant, as well, is yes. also is also featured in in uh, in Acts of Vengeance. So we get Moon Knight against Killer Shrike, which actually leads into one of the main stories or the main threads of, of Frenchie um, and uh, yep. his thing. So yeah, I mean, what, what do you make of Simon Maddox, uh, Killer Shrike, and and how that was used in in Moon Knight? I, I love how they take these characters that usually just get like tossed around like ragdolls by like the Avengers mm. and they show the fact that like, oh, holy crap, 
they actually are like super powered beings and you've got a former French legionnaire and a guy with possible DID going up against him. Yeah. And you see like, like they, they seem like a joke in like the grand scope of things. But like, if you're at a street level thing, these guys are like, there's a reason they're like a legit threat. Oh yeah. For sure. And, and I love it. And, and that was something that I really loved with like, um, the acts of vengeance sort of like, I almost kind of think of Moon Knight's run as sort of like a beast or kind of like looking out from the outside looking in because, you know, starts out with like Moon Knight's like, yeah, oh yeah, all the big guns are dealing with all this craziness going on in the city. Yeah. I'm watching the outskirts for the opportunists. And sure enough, he was right. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, for sure. It's, um, I find it quite quite interesting as well. I particularly like the um, the thread with with Frenchie and how that kind of is featured later on with Frenchie having his revenge on on Killer Shrike. Um, but yeah, absolutely right. I mean, um, nothing to nothing against like the street levels and Moon Knight and stuff, but these villains that were kind of like laugh laughable um, become quite actually dangerous um, when they when they have to fight someone like Moon Knight because he's for all intents, a human being, he's just, you know, just got some gadgets. He's, he's pretty good at fighting. That's about it. So um, hats, I'd say hats off to Mooney for doing that. I can't remember, uh, unfortunately, again, I can't remember the other uh, mutants that were involved with Killer Shrike. Killer Shrike, um, he kind of stuck out more. There were a few others in that in that issue. Yeah, it was like a couple like B-listers and, and D- it was like mostly B and D-listers, Very really. Much. Yeah. Or there was this uh, one one redheaded chick with him. Mm. I can't remember. Anarchy? No, was that? I think that's who it was. Yeah, I think yeah. She and she was a um, a Captain America, I believe, villain. But um, oh, that's Captain America. Anarchy, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I mean, a lot of I think you know, Flag Smasher as well. Very much more a cap a cap villain. So they kind of come over to acts of vengeance. Um, yeah, so, uh, I think that was, that was good. Um, again, I guess the acts of vengeance was a little weird in the sense that Marvel were, um, I mean, they've had the stuff like Secret Wars back in the day, the original Secret Wars, where it was a big event, right? And, and it, it boasted uh, a new brand of comic, uh, of toy lines, uh, toy, toy merch. It was all that kind of thing. But Marvel was still kind of getting their heads around, I think, crossover events, because, you know, Daniel, today, uh, they have a crossover event every every second Sunday. You know what I, you know what I mean? It's, oh yeah, it's now par for the course. But um, but back then, Acts of Vengeance, I think was was quite good and distinct in that in that it really was integrated into um, similar to like how Atlantis attacks. Um, had you read that? Oh, yeah, I got to read a little bit of that. I I really like how they they don't try to make it a mini series event. They actually have it like interwoven mm. into stories, so like you have to get certain books to yes. read the story if you want. Yes, yeah. So I I feel that that is something that can like really help a story out if they're kind of like you know trying to get like get off the ground sort of thing. Yeah, I mean there are the two sides to that as well. I mean, um, again, like today's standards, you could argue that uh, there are so many tie-in books and crossover over events to events that it's like well i don't want to i don't want to read a title and not totally understand what's going on like i don't want to be having i don't want to 
have to be made to get the other books in order to understand what's happening, if you know what I mean. Um, so there's something nice about being a standalone. But at the same time as well, if you want to, like I'm thinking of, of Absolute Carnage, I really enjoyed that. Um, uh, yeah. And everything was so well integrated, I think, uh, um, within all those books. So, um, yeah. So, Oh, definitely. I, I think Absolute Carnage is kind of what set that standard because, and, and I forget who wrote it at the time so I, i'm sure i'm gonna get schlack for that mm. but <laughs> <laughs> i remember you know like when i first you know like uh oh, so, sorry got, you know sorry daniel this is uh, sorry absolute carnage not maximal not maximum carnage right yes oh yeah yeah so the absolute uh, is it absolute carnage is um is donny cates uh, i believe mainly yes yeah 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 Yes, I just I I love how he kind of brought it back to like the standard of like absolute of maximum heart. Yeah, you know where um you know it was like that that good old storytelling of like you know Cletus Cassidy being like an an actual major threat because you mm-hmm. had somebody who's basically Charles Manson with a symbiote. Yeah, very scary. <laughs> that in itself, just just without the symbiote, like guy. You know, it was crazy because I remember when they uh, did the the Carnage Reborn, where uh, he didn't even have the symbiote, and he was still causing all sorts of chaos and stuff because yeah, he was right. still commanding, like the doppelganger yep. and all that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Carnage is an awesome villain. I, I I love him. Um, and and I very much like how he's been, uh, used recently. Uh, that there was even before Donny Cates, there was um a Jerry Conway, I believe it's Jerry Conway, uh, and Mike Perkins' uh, run of Carnage. And it had him with the Darkhold and um, him going onto an island and very kind of horror Lovecraftian thing happening. I love that. Oh, I, oh, I, I kind of was like reading it and my inner child had to kind of go off into the corner and cry because of all the horrible things it was seeing. Yeah, it was really it was really good. Um so for sorry loonies for those who don't know, I guess a real a real quick snapshot is that you get these band of um of uh, what, hunters or, or or um or agents, one of them Eddie Brock and their hunt and uh, another one uh John Jameson, is that right? The, the son of J Jonah Jameson and and yeah, some others. Yeah, and they're hunting or looking for Carnage, and uh, it was it's really cool because at the beginning, Carnage is kind of like this. You don't see him; he's kind of like a the force that they're kind of looking for. Yeah, and then later on, he kind of yeah, it becomes very scary. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> the point being that I guess that the events got stronger, and Marvel knew what they wanted to do with the events. So the first big one here that I put that Mooney was very slightly attached to was Infinity Gauntlet. Now, because of the movies, everyone who's anyone probably knows Infinity Gauntlet or of it now. Um, but of course, yeah, Thanos a big threat, all that sort of stuff. We see Daniel here, um, Moon Knight, only I think a couple of panels. He, he doesn't get any tie-in books or anything like that, but he's in the core book and he's looking at a burning New York um, so very, which is really funny. Like, I guess because around this time he had a, a, a rather regular ongoing series, right? Um, and it's interesting that later on we see in the later infinities, infinity war, infinity crusade, Moon Knight actually has a, a, a bigger role, dare I say, you know, so. Yeah. Especially like with infinity crusade. Mm. Yeah. 
But um, in Infinity Gauntlet is very kind of very slight. As I, as I mentioned, uh, most of it are, are the big hitters there. Um, but let's then jump to Infinity War, where he does get some tie-in books in his in Mark Spector Moon Knight. Um, but he also has a he also has a, his um, I guess an interweaving of his his ongoing problems uh, at that stage uh, of Mark Spector. So we know by this stage he's got the adamantium armor. Um, we know his body's decaying um, inside. Thanks. Demonic infection. Yes. Exactly. By Demon Goblin. Exactly, yeah. That, that kind of came about as well. Um, and But he, it kind of, in one of the instances as well, uh, I was reading a web of Spider-Man, and I don't know, maybe Terry Kavanagh and Howard Mackey got their wires crossed, but it, it actually augmented his powers. Um, um yeah, it just it, I know you, you give it that look, but in oh. Web of Spider Man, it does. Like, apparently, he, he fights Jason uh, Mackendale, uh, the Hobgoblin in that, not the Demo Goblin, but uh, there are instances in that fight where he seems to have augmented strength. Um, and I, th- I think there's a mention, a really brief mention of his condition. Uh, so that's a bit weird. I, I think that was a little inconsistent with the rest of the thing. But um, it could have been because, like, he was since it was Mason Dale that he stuck his neck out for and ended up literally getting the hand biting the hand that, uh, you know, yeah. that was trying to save him. Yeah, it kind of like augmented his demonic possession a little bit so that maybe boosted his strength. Mm. So you like see Mason, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get you for <laughs> good pay, yeah, exactly. So um, it could have been. Demonic adrenaline rush. Yes, but we'll talk it up to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also had very notable uh, stories. I think in in the Infinity War with Moon Knight. I mean, consistent with all the other characters, Moon Knight gets his own doppelganger. Um, which uh, mm-hmm. sorry, the Moonshade. Moonshade. That's it. I was about to say Shadow Knight, but that was something else. Yeah, Moon Moonshade. That's right. Um, uh, and that was actually quite cool. With uh, there was an interaction with uh, Franklin Richards, uh, that sort of stuff. And then there was a, a weird issue, awesome issue, where he kind of goes into different realities, different. Yeah. And it's so funny because, like, again, he's like the guy dealing with like even more serious threats. Because, like, yeah, you had like you know the the Magus with like the cosmic cubes and like the the whole Infinity War, but then you had the the one evil doppelganger literally going AWOL be like, oh, I'm going to do my own evil plans while this guy's doing his own evil plans. And he was threatening the entire multiverse. Yeah. And the only way to stop him was Moon Knight, who was not only sick, yeah. but was also slowly decaying. And he's jumping <laughs> through realities trying to save alternate Moon Knights. Yeah. And uh, and decaying in, in the worst possible way. It's kind of like he has to peel off his armor and there's like icky gooey you know stuff yeah. so he's really skill yeah. yeah oh yeah it was it was um, pretty weird it's a... see that live action <laughs> like to have that scene where he's like taking off his helmet you just see like that you know like yeah. the bits of flesh like, like rubber cementing off the helmet like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that'd be terrible um but we we get the likes of um we get like what do you call them parodies of um, yeah. as pastiches of, uh, of of Batman and Robin uh, of Space Ghost I think is that right I can't remember I don't know the um, the terminology I think it was a cartoon uh, very much for me yeah yeah 
like they made fun of uh like old school Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> which is is funny because they like DC literally does a 180 a few years later and they do a, a T-Rex uh Batman. Oh really? From um, <laughs> Oh yeah, from the Death Metal. There oh. there's a called b-rex and it's literally batman was uh trapped in a collapsing bat cave so we downloaded his mind into the t-rex statue we had oh wow so now yeah so now he's a mechanical t-rex that's wow that guy can do anything look incidentally i'm not gonna not want to like <laughs> you know to always compare one to the other but i was reading um another uh comic just the other day for for the Last Sons of Krypton podcast that I do for Superman. It was a future state Superman slash Batman, that, you know, that that title. And I was reading it, really enjoying it. Um, as part two, it's only a two-parter, it's part two, and he, and he goes up against this uh, this beast, and it's like, he's kind of like, oh, this guy's anatomically kind of irregular, I don't know his weak points and stuff. He kind of pulls out a, a concussion detonator, and he puts it on the on the monster's forehead, this would kill a normal man at a higher setting, but you know this this guy's not normal at all. Bang! I'm thinking this dude has got answers to everything. <laughs> like he can pull out a, a string of spaghetti if he needs it from his utility belt. It just seems to be like a a, a pocket dimension in his utility belt. I just yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I I just had to laugh that he's so well prepared for a, any scenario, and that's uh, yeah. That's true. Answered everything. Bat shark repellent. <laughs> Bat shark repellent, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So Infinity War. I guess that's a big. That's a big thing for Moon Knight. He was even in some of the other. I mean, they even featured him. We had to have a bit of a chuckle. I put it up on the the group ages ago. There's a whole spread of all the Marvel heroes. I think when they when they convene at um the Baxter Building, um, um, or was it Four Freedoms Plaza? Uh, anyway, they, they all convene there and you have a whole spread page, uh, a splash page of everyone. And there's a little Moon Knight at the bottom left-hand corner. Just, just kind of like, just yeah, by himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just by yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah, just milling around. I think Daredevil's kind of close, but not, not too close to talk to him. So he's definitely on the outer. Oh, yeah, back off, loser. My book's still selling well. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he's got, he's got a good book. Yeah, I can't blame him. Um... Yeah, so we move then, you mentioned as well, to Infinity Crusade. So the three big Infinities, uh, Moon Knight features and all. He's got a a, a particular role in this. Um, I'm least familiar in Infinity Crusade out of out of this trilogy. Um, but the... So the Magus was the evil part of Adam Warlock. Um, I can't right. remember the name of the other person, but they're the good, the good bit. Yeah, the the goddess. Yes, which I thought was very interesting. They decided to make his good half female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe just the good half. That's what they chose to represent themselves as. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, but she took a liking, or she, um, um, I guess, showed some sort of mercy towards Moon Knight, right? Because he had some sort of faith um, elements to him. Yeah, because, like, the god, like, she basically was recruiting all of these heroes that had a real strong faith system. So, like, Thor, uh, Storm, uh, Daredevil, because, you know, Catholic and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, Moon Knight, I think, was, like, kind of what validated the whole, like, she looked and was like, oh, 
you've been touched by another mm-hmm. and like kind of like actually validating like yes Kanchu is real and he is in this guy's head yeah 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 right yeah um it's it's an interesting one it's something that i really kind of want to revisit as well i um unfortunately and again it's for posterity it's recorded in our earlier episodes myself and uh, original co-host connor we we reviewed i think some infinity crusade tie-in issues from mark specter moon knight um in excitement because i think this was in the lead up to infinity war all those years ago so we thought we'd do an infinity war special we did infinity crusade at the end of mark specter moon knight we could not make head nor tail of what the hell was going on it was um yeah infinity crusade just it was one of those ones where like i'm pretty sure the writers were just like sitting there at the computer and they would fall asleep and somebody off screen would come with a stick and just poke them they'd be like what yeah, and then oh. the unicorn shows up with the magic powder to save everybody. <laughs> we just kind of read it like, "What? Ah, screw it. We got to put to print. People want infinity. We got to give them infinity." Yeah. Well, you make a good point there because what I think, and although it does seem like a neat trilogy there with with Infinity Gauntlet, then the good and bad of Adam Warlock. Um, for me, Infinity Crusade was very much like Marvel going, "Oh, hang on, the success of Infinity Gauntlet." Oh, Infinity War did all right. Let's keep these kind of co- uh, crossover events happening. So they did that, but unfortunately, it doesn't hold up as well as the the predecessors. Nah, really. It that that's really where they kind of burned out. They went like the opposite of like you know, uh, like Star Wars with like New Hope, Empire, and then Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like their their Jedi, as it were, kind of fell a little flat. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I don't know. Just maybe the tank was running on low by the time they reached kind of that that finish line. But we we don't know. Um, Skywalker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a few others here as well. I mean, these are again. I mean, it's to be fair to say for these next few, Moonot really doesn't have that big a role in it. But he or she is featured in this, so that's. It's got to be something we've got to flag. House of M, a, a pretty big event in Marvel canon, um, one of the, the classics, one one that kind of re- redefines the Marvel universe. I mean, we they say that about every big event, but it really did um, have a huge impact, especially with Scarlet Witch. Uh, and now she's more popular than ever because of a TV show. But we see Moon Knight um, as part of Luke Cage's, I guess, posse. Um, they're, they're kind of like a like a underground resistance um and and moon knights featured there are you familiar with this uh this one daniel i am but again it's one of those ones i haven't read in ages i've yeah, actually on my my backlist because i'm you know again <clears throat> wandavision so i'm <laughs> just like ah oh, man you know i should go back and read that yeah yeah me too i've 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 finally acquired um well, at first I was going to go for the hardcovers. They're a bit hard to find, but I, I've finally got the whole collection of all the trades. Um, so um, I'm looking forward to reading it from, from uh, Go to Woe. Uh, that should be really good. It's been ages since I've read read it all. Uh, I've read the, the core books a couple of times, but um, I'd love to read the whole thing, you know, all the, all the crossovers and, and the preludes in Excalibur, all that sort of stuff. Um, but anyway, so Moon Knight is featured in that. Um, I don't think he has that much of an impact. 
often kind of like standing next to somebody else who's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make the numbers. He, he's your uh, street level, uh, generic <laughs> Marvel street level number seven, you, you know, so. You got it, generic Marvel hero number 37. You tell him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I've got also here, I mean, this, so I've been pulling this off uh, the the tra- the Travis complete uh, complete. Uh, there's a website that uh, this person Travis. I'm assuming his name's Travis. Uh, the complete reading order, the complete chronology of every Marvel character in the universe and all their appearances chronolo- chronologically. It's it's a massive undertaking. Um, he and or his team have done that. You can you can filter it by characters. You can filter it by. Uh, by arcs, story arcs, uh, you can filter it by titles, all that sort of thing. It's it's a really good uh, repository of information. But anyway, Secret Wars is also featured in it. Um, this one, I'm assuming, is the Jonathan Hickman one, uh, not the 80s one. I could be wrong. Again, I've read this a while ago. I can't really, for the life of me, recall Moon Knight in any of them even in the, i'm trying to think of the battle zones as well i don't think i even saw him in uh you know those those uh tie-in books that battle world sorry no, i don't remember him unless um unless they mean that that secret wars where nick fury put together heroes to like depose doom from latveria oh possibly yeah you remember that Yes, vaguely, yeah. Because yeah. I remember, because like again, it, it was called Secret Wars, and I was like, "Ooh!" And then my my friend was like, "Oh no, no! It's it's like a a Black Ops uh, tale. Nick Fury's putting together all these heroes and giving them like kind of like altered costumes so they can basically go in and depose Doom. Is that from Latveria? Is that secret, yeah? It was it was Secret cool. Warriors or Secret War? No, it's called Secret Wars. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I've got to look at the loonies. Um, well, we're so, gonna. Have... So <laughs> well, hopefully, loonies. If anyone's listening, uh, if anyone's shouting into their earphones right now, um, it would be good to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> but as I said, disclaimer at the beginning. By no way is this definitive. Um, I, I haven't been able to actively reread all of these appearances to ensure that i know where where moon Knight falls so just kind of going off a lot of memory at the moment um and i trust the website so i'm sure yeah i mean daniel it, it's probably another secret wars um i didn't actually re- research further as to what which one um i was assuming it's not the 80s one because it was chronological so it, it's fallen um a little after house of m um uh yeah <laughs> you're doing the math there just for a second oh, house of m when, uh... uh, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking in my head i'm like yeah that definitely sounds like the the nick fury okay black ops one. so looking 2011 2012 maybe 2010 something like that i reckon i reckon uh, it's about then okay yeah i could be wrong <laughs> I'm most likely wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, this other small one, which I'll put in, uh, I'm happy that I knew this one, is um, uh, there was a crossover amongst, I guess, the, the X titles. Uh, so the Extraordinary X-Men, uh, penned by Jeff Lemire, uh, Apocalypse Wars. Now, this, uh, I believe it was um, drawn by Humberto Ramos as well, just some... Um, you know that kind of very distinct artwork. 
Anyway, um, the Moon Knight in that one uh, was a female, and she was one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So uh, she was, oh God, this is really stretching me now. I think it was Colossus was one of them. Um, I think Storm, I think, um, and Moon Knight and someone else as well. So um, not really our Moon Knight, but I thought we'd just <laughs> just put that in there. Um, I can just picture Kanchu kind of just over there with like his arms up, like, "Oh, okay, so I guess Apocalypse just gets to poach my my priest. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. It's not like I'm the god of the moon and vengeance. Oh, exactly. I know. You know, powerful in my own right. So, um, yeah. So Apocalypse was. I, I, I mean, from memory, because I do have the issues. I don't think she does much. I think pretty much again makes up the numbers of the horsemen of the Apocalypse. Uh, but it's pretty cool anyway to see. If you want to see, apart from the Ultimate Universe uh, Moon Knight, you get to see uh, another another version, a female um, Moon Knight version. Pretty cool. Uh, now, a big one as well, Daniel. Shadowland. Um, now, a lot of a lot of people don't like this one. Um, and I, I, I've got to say, as a Daredevil fan as well, um, I'm a little conflicted with it it's not one of my favorites um but it had moon knight in there um and that was cool some big events happening there as well moon knight um really in the thick of it um with daredevil oh, yeah. becoming the big bad uh but the likes of we do see randall specter back which is pretty cool um he's as shadow knight he somehow makes a deal i'm assuming with conchu to to get some sort of he's got these funky powers in there um which yeah from from what i remember reading because i get like the moon knight shadow land run uh, i've got that whole mini series i've got like the variants for it i just i absolutely loved it because it was right after uh vengeance of moon knight yeah right yeah yeah of the moon knight, yes that was which great. is one of my absolute favorite runs nice. right next to the war yeah and um from what i remember like randall was in the army and he was caught in like like he was again over in the Middle East, and he was caught in like some sort of like it was either something mystical or like like radiation or something, mm-hmm. and it gave him like these weird like eye beams. Yes. And when he's in the hospital, um, he's like, "Hey, I don't feel good." And the nurse is like, "Yeah, yeah, you and everybody else here, dude. I got a guy with a leg blown off. I'll get to you in a minute." And he like sits and he's like, "No, this is a problem." And he like blasts the nurse with the lasers. Yeah, and you know, they don't know what to do with it, so they just say, oh, well, he attacked her. And, like, you know, he gets, like, dishonorably discharged and mm-hmm. ends up living on the street. Yes. And then like, the profile working for, you know, evil Daredevil mm-hmm. shows up and it's like, oh, Conchie wants you to be the Avatar. Mm-hmm. You've just got to basically torture psychologically and kill your brother. Yeah. Um, which you know, which is again is what he he's done before. He loves to do. <laughs> let's, let's face it. Yeah, um, Blood yeah. Brothers, one of my favourite arcs from Mark Spector, Moon Knight. Um, yeah, Love that. Really well drawn as well. I think I think it's Ron Garney as well. Um, I think also had the Punisher in it as well. Yeah. As yeah. Well. Yep. And uh, is it Nefertiti? Another one. She was very. All I remember, she was very scantily clad because uh, it was the nineties. Yeah, like Nepotus, uh, <laughs> Nepotus, That's it. That's it. Company, uh, former company 
agent who like basically went AWOL and propped up Randall saying like, oh, this scroll says you're supposed to be the avatar mm. of Kanchu. And yes. again, all it says right here in the fine print is, oh, you've got to kill your brother. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think from memory, I could, I could get it wrong um, because we see her acolytes uh, very similar. They, I think it tied in loosely to um, the Marvel Comics Presents with um, with Havoc and uh, oh sorry sorry Mark Spector Moon Knight twenty five, uh, which connected to Marvel Comics Presents as well, which had plasma, and she had these terrorists. Um, they were uh, I can't remember Knights of the Moon uh, or so, Knights of the Moon, yeah. and I think Nephitus had used them as well. I think there was some sort of tie there. I think she was a successor to to plasma. Yeah, or the yeah. yeah like, um, like from what what I remember, like plasma basically was kind of like second in command. She's like, oh, I'm gonna go. Oh, she was second in command. Yeah. Station. Yeah. Can I have some of our crazy cultists for muscle? And Nephitus was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm busy yeah. doing my thing over here. Yeah, she was the big bad. Yeah, she was the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nephitus. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that was uh, that was really good. Yeah, Shadowland. Um. I. Yeah, I've read the Moon Knight um, component again. Um, I'd like to read it. The art is fantastic. Um, I love. I always loved Randall Specter. Um, but again, I want to read the whole of Shadowland um, just because it's you know it's it's a mighty tale because it I, I like I love how it kind of crosses over. You get all the street levels. You get um, uh, you get the other Power Man. Um, or who's that dude? He's um a younger dude. He he has the chi. He's actually quite powerful. Um, God, what's his name? Not oh. Iron, Iron Fist. It is Power Man, isn't it? He's, he's got he takes on the Power Man title. Okay. Oh, he's he's like see, Latina. Like, Latina. Iron Fist has taken on like everybody's title because like yeah. he's just not happy with his own. He's like, man, I don't want to be Iron Fist anymore. Oh, yeah. I know. I'll go be Daredevil while he's in prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but well, Luke Cage is retiring because he's got a kid now. I'll call myself Power Man now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was really good. He drew Chi from around him, which was a lot more, yeah, I mean, rather than, yeah. I think because um, Iron Fist is a lot more in- internal. Like He draws a Chi from his own. Yeah, so he was massively powerful. I don't know what's happened to him now, but anyway. Um Okay, well, I guess we, we, we better go through these. There's a small one here. Um, I, I even put here, Daniel, uh, an excerpt. I'm not even sure where Moon Knight factors in it. It's Onslaught Unleashed, which I think is a pretty significant X crossover. Um, oh, it, it actually crossed over uh, Avengers as well, right? Onslaught was... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know very little about the Onslaught um, epic event. Um, can you... Do you um, remember much of it? I just know there was a big red and purple dude. <laughs> well, because I because I know he's basically all of Charles Xavier's me- like bad memories of Magneto. Ah, okay. Kind of like taking on their own form and taking over Charles. So it's like Magneto possessing Charles kind of thing. So like you've got this dude onslaught. Yep. Who's like got Professor X level telepathy. Okay. So he can do like some truly like horrible things. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, we, we know how dangerous Professor X's powers are. He, he always seems to get like 
abused in, in, in having them used some like I'm thinking like the Red Skull. Didn't he also like get Professor X's brain yeah, or something? And X's body and literally took his brain and yeah. just was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to put this in my skull now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he became quite powerful, quite scary as well. So yeah, and then that that's what led to the to the Axis event where he was a yes, red Axis. Ah, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, Axis. I've remember that because um, I I've missed a couple of issues from. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um. And, oops, I just got something jump up. Let me just close that. Uh. Okay. Uh. Also, next, we've just got a few more here to go. AVX, uh, Avengers versus X Men. That was a fun thing. I I only got the core books for that. Um. But, yeah, me too. Mm, but it was fun enough as it was. I think there were like twelve, oh, yeah. wasn't there, of them? So that it was quite. Yeah, it was like it was like eight or twelve. I remember. Mm, was... And I first remember, I remember when it was first coming out. I'm like, wait, Avengers versus X Men? What? Mm, I know. Yeah, that was so cool. Uh, you get the likes of. Um... Well, I guess it's not that uncommon. It. I I remember just the um the fight. Was it the thing and Namor? They had a little, a little tiff. As oh yeah, well. those. those... Well, it was Phoenix empowered Namor, so that yes, made it that's right. more of an interesting fight. And that's when he he brought the tidal wave to Wakanda, didn't he? As well, he he kind of tried to wash out yeah. Wakanda. That was a big one. Yep. yep. Um. So I, I, but Namor. Yeah. Oh, he's. <laughs> Jeez, he's a, he's a is a thorn in the side a lot of the times, isn't he? I mean, like even more recently as well. I don't know actually what's eventuated with that. Um. He was he was he like victim of the serpent crown or something? He was, wasn't he? Like just mo- most re- most recently, like he was controlling. No, I, he, he was controlling Hydra Man to control the water, right? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, he finally was like, okay, we've had enough. Everybody, just stay out of my kingdom. Yeah, yeah. We've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I remember like a little while ago. Uh, it was just after the latest Secret Wars when reality got restructured. There was the Squadron Supreme. Um, Hyperion literally decapitated Namor. So, oh yes, I I didn't get that. I wanted I want to get it. I was a little miffed that they decapitated Namor because I you know I like Namor. <laughs> like I, I've got most of his stuff. Um, I, I haven't been catching up with his recent stuff, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's alive again somehow. Yeah, yeah, must have just been. Uh, uh, just like put this back on here. Uh, yeah. I'm good to go. So just, just chuck him in water. Chuck him into the ocean. Everything's good. So, yeah, yeah. Like, throw the pieces in there and just kind of wait. He'll come back. <laughs> He'll come back. Yeah. Um, but anyway, with AVX, anyway, th- there is a little bit of Moon Knight here. So on these. In these offshoots, um, X Men Legacy, so issues two sixty six to two sixty seven. Uh, apparently, there's a um, a storming of um, the the Jean Grey school uh, and the likes of She Hulk, Moon Knight, and Falcon. Uh, they go uh, arrive at the school to prevent more mutants from joining the X Men against the Avengers. So, again, tensions. I'm assuming fly there. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly how Moon Knight eventually or, or who he goes up against. I might have to read these of on Marvel Unlimited just to see how Mooney fares. Um but this would be geez, he he'd be 
uh, AVX was what are we talking? We're talking pre Warren Ellis, right? Is that 2012, yeah. something like 2013? Yeah, 2012, 2013, if I'm remembering correctly. So, or no, no, even earlier than that, I think. Okay. I think so, that was like 2011, even. Okay. So around uh, around the Bendis run, then, or Vengeance of the Moon Knight. I can't remember which comes first. Oh, Bendis, no, Bendis is. Because yeah. I, I think what it was is AVX, and then they did the Bendis run. Yep. And that fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they went with uh, and did Marvel Now. Yeah. Yeah, right. 13, 14. Hello, Looney listeners. This is Ray here. Just uh, wanting to say, look, if you like Moon Knight... I urge you to give The Fringe Night a go. This is a self-published indie release by creator and writer Daniel Doing, um, and it's a it's a ripper of a read. Uh, the Fringe Night is an adventure comic series set in Erie, Pennsylvania, and the series stars the title character who protects his city from every threat imaginable, from radioactive wolfmen to mad scientists putting poodles in giant robots. The Fringe Knight is there to protect. Definitely worth checking out. I highly recommend it. Uh, Available, uh, just check out the show notes uh, in this episode, but The Fringe Knight has a Facebook page as well as a Patreon page, and you can also find all the comics on IndiePlanet.com. So check out Fringe Knight by Daniel Doing. All right, let's get on to the show. Um, all right, we better. Uh, I'm just mindful of the time here, Daniel, for you as well, because I know you, you are a working man. So, <laughs> so um, we have just a few more here. Like these are more recent, so loonies may be more more um, accustomed to them. Uh, so we have uh, Original Sin. Uh, there's a little bit of Moon Knight in that as well. Uh, a cool event, a great event about um, uh, uncovering each a lot of heroes is uh, in inner conflicts. Um, their deep darker secrets, that sort of stuff. Moon Knight ends so up. It's just for Moon Knight. That's saying something. That is <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if they went deep dive on Moon Knight. I can't remember in in original sin, but he ends up being on on the moon. I think um, facing Nick Fury with with a whole lot of others uh, from memory. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, the next one we covered a lot. One of our first major. We did a, a podcast crossover event. Daniel, we did uh, Damnation. So. Uh, the Iron Fist podcast, our podcast, um, uh, there was another TV podcast industries, they're big Doctor Strange fans, and uh, Inner Demons, which was a Ghost Rider podcast, we all banded together, we did a crossover of our own, ended up, ended up having more fun doing that crossover than actually enjoying this crossover event. Um, I remember, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a favorite of mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, did, did, you like, so did you like the event, like the Damnation event at all, or, yeah? I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. It was nice to kind of see, like, because, uh, again, I think where Moon Knight flourishes is, like, when everybody else is kind of doing, like, the big cosmic thing, yep. he's dealing with, like, something that's actually an even major threat, but they don't know about it yet because yep. they're dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And I really kind of felt like that's what Damnation was. Yeah. It was something 
really needed like the serious hitters, which I I definitely consider Moon Knight among them. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of loonies were irked by the fact that Mr. Knight, and, and we'll get to it in our next episode about Warren Ellis, is depicted so vastly different in Damnation. Uh, very comical, very lighthearted, quippy, not really like uh, what we see. I'm, I'm getting images of Spectre, issue six, you know, in the Warren Ellis run, not like him at all. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so very, very different indeed. Um, and just a couple of others I wanted to mention. Oh yeah, Infinity Wars. He uh he did turn up. Uh, there was a little quip he did with Spider Man. I I didn't really follow Infinity Wars myself. Jerry Duggan. Uh, I, that I don't know just got a bit too much I, for I, me. I, I I spaced out. What was she saying? Uh, Gamora's taking over the family business. Oh yeah, yeah. Gamora. Yeah. I just just punch whoever I punch. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. So, Fanta, you don't you don't have to read it, Loonies. That was a rendition there. So, Moon Knight does feature in it again. Again, maybe it was like a, a little bit of uh, homage to him being part of Infinity War and all that Infinity trilogy. I thought, well, let's just chuck him in there because, again, I don't know. There's no real reason why he should be in there. I think they did it to kind of build up how they were doing, like, the Infinity Warps with Arachnite and everything. Yeah, yeah. Which is another kind of, you can argue, is a crossover. Um, but it, it's more of a contained thing in itself. I mean, yeah. Um, and Moon Knight is a rack knight. It literally crosses two yep. char- two characters together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of them were a lot more successful than, I think, others. But they... I, just, I was surprised how much I liked a rack knight. Yeah, a rack knight like, was cool. It, yeah. it, it, it made sense in yeah. the way they did it. I love the whole goblin by night thing i'm just like mm. okay okay and then you got me and then there was also uh, i can't even remember the name morpheus and morbius put together i thought that was so clever it's like because oh, i always get the names yeah. mixed up as well yeah, i think it was mobius the dream vampire yeah yeah that's awesome stuff so really really cool ideas i, I think in um infinity warps uh definitely worth a check out uh, as well, and finally, uh, Serpent War, which was oh, actually before that, a little on- honourable mention to Acts of Evil as well. It was like a, a very meager attempt at re-triggering, reactivating Acts of Vengeance. Acts of Evil was kind of pitting everyone against. So we had Moon Knight and Kang, which a lot of loonies will remember in the annual. That was that was a lot of fun. Oh, what I lo- I love how they they kind of go and sort of have it where Kang because he's messing with history. You have it where Moon Knight is like this kind of legacy where you see like an old West Moon Knight, yeah. a World War Two Moon Knight. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was um, it was it was quite enjoyable. I thought so. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, and then finally Serpent War. We have um, uh, which was, I, I was I was I actually enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed uh, that run. Uh, a very interesting. We're talking about crossover. It is a bit of an event because it's only like one book, but I wanted to put it in anyway because you have all the um, Richard E. Howard's um, uh, characters: Conan, uh, Solomon Kane, Dark Agnes, and you got Moon Knight. It's like what? <laughs> it's like a... it's like this whole like big line. And then you're just like and Moon Knight. Yeah. And you're like wait what? I know well, what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but that was good. That actually it, it led into, and that's another whole thing in later on. Um, the the country, age of country. Um, Jason Aaron 
But here, the Serpent Ward did connect into it in the fact that we did see Moon Knight acquire a sliver of the moon from Conchu and gain some sort of kind of hefty powers. He he went Super Saiyan Moon Knight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so those are... I mean, those, Daniel, those are the, the, I guess, dare I say, most of the crossover events that Moon Knight has been party of. As, as I mentioned, there are a lot of events like, um, yeah, like the Marvel Zombies uh, that um, that Moon Knight. Yeah, that's six. That's that's its own, like, universe. Yeah, or, or even the Age of Conchu as well. I mean, where he's heavily featured, but it's, it's just an Avengers title. Um, so, yeah, so... There we go, uh, Daniel. Uh, any, any other final thoughts on on the Moon Knight in crossover events? Well, when in damn in damnation, you know, everybody's like talking about how, like, you know, him being Mister Knight being quippy. I'm like, well, what if it wasn't Mister Knight? What if it was Stephen Grant, who was kind of like in control of that situation? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Or Jake Lockley, because you know, Jake Lockley, he loves to run his mouth. If you remember, yeah, yeah. Well, that's an interesting take, and yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd get behind that as well. I mean, I'd argue also the fact that Mister Knight is another identity in in itself. So, but there could be an identity within an identity. Could be like an Inception thing. <laughs> we don't know. Um, Drum beat music. <laughs> <laughs> um, Daniel, thank you so much for for joining joining us on this show. Uh, before we go, as well, just a little bit of Nightlines. Uh, we have. Some feedback from CMK7. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. That's Chris Kelly. Hello from YouTube. He just commented on episode 189, and this was our um, Moon Knight Inception. Funnily enough, it was when we did reviews of the reviews. Um, and uh, and Chris says, such a great and fun concept for an episode. I laughed the whole way through. Now, look, I, I think it was hats off to Josh. Geronimo! Johnson. He, he came up with the idea. It was a, a full-on cracker. He had some... Real good pearlers there. <laughs> I know you and I, Daniel. We laughed at some of the. Uh... Yeah. Did he ever? Oh man! <laughs> that, talking... that Jack review. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to sleep well again after hearing that. <laughs> Especially if you have a jackal figure as well. So. <laughs> and I I do. That's what's oh, no. going to keep That's... it up. <laughs> Just put it at the back of your shelf. <laughs> I try to turn them around, but then in the morning I wake up. He's looking right at me. I'm just like, don't, don't you give me that one. Don't you give me that one. <laughs> um, a big thank you once again, Daniel. Daniel, would, would you be able to join us later in the week to chat uh, Warren Ellis Moon Knight? Absolutely. I've oh. always got time for Moon on now. Come on now. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I know. Well, thank you very much, Daniel. Uh, so next phase, Loonies, uh, is a last quarter. So we're going to do an Over the Moon. So that's an ARC review. And as mentioned uh, throughout this episode, Daniel and I will will be looking at uh, From the Dead. Uh, well, that's the name of the trade. It's the Warren Ellis run of Moon Knight, which was volume 7, I'm about to say. Uh, so issues 1 to 6, so just the Warren Ellis run of that. Because that ended up being, I think, 17 issues with, uh, with uh, Brian Wood and Colin Bunn. But we'll just do the first six. Um, a big thank you again, Daniel. Um... And we'll catch you in the next show. Yes, and safe travels to all of you moon travelers out there. (laughs) Catch you later. (laughs) Loonies, you can contact us through various social platforms. 
you can drop us a line on email at itkmoonnight at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash itkmoonnight, and a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash itkmoonnight. We are on Twitter. Our handle is at itkmoonnight, and we're on Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, to search for Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. We're also on Discord. Just search for the server Into the Night with a K. Please leave an iTunes rating or review if you can. It helps us reach other loonies out there too. Also, if you have any feedback, we also look to improve ourselves and the show. Finally, we're on all good podcast catches. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, also on PodCoin. Please check us out and share episodes with your friends. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.